نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ودن عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون إن الله هو الرزاق ذو القوة المتين صدق الله العظيم Major respected elders and friends, ulama, beloved brothers in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته I have recited before you today Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spells objective of our life. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We have not created the jinn kind or mankind except for my worship. So on one hand, Allah is reminding us what we are here for. And in the following two verses, in the follow-up two verses, Allah says, مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقِ I don't desire any sustenance from my creation. وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونِ nor that they feed me. And then Allah makes his statement in the third verse. Allah says, Inna Allah huwa al-razzaq dhul-quwah al-mateen. 
Those of us brothers who are familiar with Arabic, we would know the power with which Allah makes His statement. First thing, it's the kind, it's the construction of the statement. Allah is saying, verily. Verily, Allah, huwar razzaq. Allah is the excessive provider. Number one, Allah could have said raziq. But He says, I am the excessive provider. Inna Allah huwar razzaq. Number two, dhul Allah is extremely powerful. And number three, Allah mentions Al-Mateen. Allah is firm in His promise to provide. My respected elders and friends, it is our Iman, it is our faith, that we believe in the that and the being of Allah, and in, in the like manner, brothers, we believe in the sifat and the attributes of Allah. Therefore, it is recorded in the hadith, Rasulullah said, that Allah possesses 99 qualities. From amongst many others, man ahsaha dakhal al jannah. If a person learns it, if a person makes an effort to bring the realization and the faith of it in his heart, a person will enter jannah. Now, this sifat is what I want to speak about. This one attribute of Allah being ar razzaq, Allah being the provider. My dear respected elders and friends, <coughs> Allah is the provider. Period. This is Allah's statement. Allah provides. Let's understand in a few phases. Let's go through this entire discussion. Allah is the provider. Allah says in the Quran, min fil ard, illa Allahi rizquha. There isn't a single moving creature. Dabba literally means Mayadubbu al ard. A moving creature. You know, sometimes we open a book or a kitab. And we see that small, tiny little creature which is moving. Allah provides for that. Insan, sometimes we get carried away into believing that Allah provides only for mankind. Wahab bin Munabbih rahimahullah mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created more than 18,000 different kinds of creation. Mankind is just one. Allah provides for man. Just look at one species, the dog. How many different kinds of dogs do we have? A deer? How many different kinds? That is just one species. And Allah is saying, وَمَا مِن فِي إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا Allah has taken the responsibility of every one of this creation upon Himself. The fish in the sea. How many different kinds of fish we have? So my, res- my respected elders and friends, Allah provides. This is something which is related to the heart. Faith and belief is something which pertains to the heart. So a person needs to affirm and a person needs to confirm in his heart that Allah is the provider. This, yes, does not contradict the movement of a, person limb, a person's limbs in the direction of acquiring his sustenance. Let's go through the hadith where Rasulullah wasallam said that, O oh, insan, لَوْ أَنَّكُمْ تَتَوَكَّلُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ حَقَّ تَوَكُّلِ Had you pinned your reliance in Allah as you ought to, Allah will provide for you the way He provides for the birds. Then He says, It leaves every morning on an empty stomach, and at the end of each day, its stomach is full. Now my brothers, in the commentary of this narration, the ulama mentioned that birds, they go in pursuit of their sustenance, they leave every morning, with total reliance in Allah, that Allah provides. And Allah provides for the birds. And under this dimension, that this does not contradict the fact that the bird leaves the nest in search of its sustenance. It doesn't sit in the nest. So insan works. 
Yes, you work. But this will fall in the meaning of asbab and means. Asbab and means, that is my brothers within the capacity of man. You have within yourself the responsibility of making effort. Remember when we work, my brothers, don't say that I have to work. Don't say that I have to work because Allah is not dependent upon your work to provide for you. Remember this. And we'll go through some incidents, my brothers, in the end. But we'll say that yes, a person should work because this is the norm, this is the sunnah of Allah. It will be a degree, a shop, an office. These are all the means and the asbab. Allah provides, a person works, he earns wealth, and through wealth a person earns his living. But before we come to that, my brothers, we are speaking about the fact that Allah is the ultimate provider. Before we talk about the means and the asbab, and let's understand how and how powerful is Allah. In the tafsir kitabs it is mentioned regarding Nabi Musa salam that at the time when he went to receive the revelation of the Torah, so the thought passed his mind that, you know what, my wife and my child and my slaves and so on are there away from me. And I'm leaving them. How are they going to eat? So immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs him that, Oh Musa, take your stick and strike it on a certain rock. A rock. He takes his staff, that which Allah speaks about in the Quran, he strikes it on the rock. It breaks into half. Allah says again, the half, he strikes it again. It breaks into a further half. Then Allah says one more time. He strikes it again. It breaks into another half. And in there, Musa salam sees a tiny creature with a small piece of shrubbery or greenery in its mouth. And it is hymning the praises of Allah saying, Subhana mayyarani. Glory be to Allah who sees me. Glory be to Allah. Man yasma'u kalami. Allah hears my kalam. Subhana man ya'rifu makani. Glory be to Allah who knows where I am. And subhana man yarzuquni wa la yansani. Glory be to Allah who provides for me and never forgets me. This is how Allah provides my brothers. There's a narration which is mentioned in Abu Nu'aym. There's a sahabi by the name of Miqdad radiallahu ta'ala anhu. On one occasion, back in the days, they didn't have, you know what we call toilets. They used to go to the outskirts to go and relieve themselves. So he went to an area close to Baqir where the graveyard is in Medina Munawwara. This Sahabi sits down to relieve himself, relieve, uh, relieve himself. As he's sitting, out of a hole, a small little mouse comes. And not just a mouse, a mouse with a gold coin in its mouth. It comes, comes next to him, and deposits a gold coin. The Sahabi is seated there. This narration is mentioned in Hayatul Sahaba as well. It comes, it goes back into the hole. This happened 17 times. 17 times, my brother. Until the Sahabi has 17 gold coins. He takes the 17 gold coin and he goes to Rasulullah sallallahu Rasulullah sallallahu tells him, Barakallahu fiha. Allah has placed blessings for you in this. This is your risk. This is how Allah provides. Therefore, my statement don't say that we have to work. Once I went to meet one person, he was sick. In fact, he just came out of hospital. And he was doing hard menial work. And you know, he still, he was toiling. And he's saying, hey, but we have to work. So out of compassion, all I wanted to tell him is, don't tell yourself that you have to work. You're an old man now. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy. Sometimes when we keep on saying this, then we become enslaved to the system of the world, the system of materialism that I have to work. Say, Allah, provide for me. And take me out of the enslavement of this world. So he was working and he was bending over. And 
A few days later, I heard he passed away. Now I'm thinking that this brother, he kept on saying, but I have to work, I have to work. So if that's going to be our mentality, then Allah will say, okay, become a slave of this dunya. But if we reaffirm in the heart with certitude that Allah is the provider, then my brothers, Allah will provide for us with ease and afiyat. What is it difficult for Allah to give us what we're earning now in one day? What takes us 30 days to earn for Allah to give it to us in one day? I want to use this narration which is recorded by Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa told us, every single action that will take you to Jannah and distance you from hell, I have informed you of it. And every single action that will distance you from heaven and take you closer to hell, I have prohibited you from it. And then he said, Jibreel told me that no soul will leave this world until it consumes its full ration. Every step, every heartbeat, and in the same way, every morsel, every sip of water is muqaddar. It is predestined, the narration of Sahih Muslim Rasulullah said, the maqadir, the ordinances of the creation have been ordained 50,000 years before the creation of the heaven and the earth. Allahu Akbar. Then Jibreel told me, Allah wa inna nafsal lantamud hatta tastakmila rizqaha. Then he said, Allah fattakullah. Fattakullah. Fear Allah when it comes to this matter. And wa ajmilu fi talab. Adopt moderation when it comes to the pursuit of your sustenance. Adopt moderation. One explanation the scholars have given is that ensure that what you seek is only in the obedience of Allah. Fattakullah wa ajmilu fi talab. Then Jibreel told Nabi Sallallahu and I want to give emphasis to this powerful statement. Let not a delay from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala insofar as your sustenance is concerned prompt you to pursue it in his disobedience. One more time. Let not Jibreel came with this message to Muhammad sallallahu Let it from the side of Allah insofar as your sustenance is concerned, prompt you to seek it in the disobedience of Allah. Decide when you'll get it. You see my brothers, I'm a Bali. Because you know, my son says, my Bali. So okay, I say I'm a Bali. But our youngsters, 16, 17, 18, just coming through school. Now a person has ambitions. Some people Allah Ta'ala gives it to them. They're born in a wealthy family, mashallah. Some people, my brothers, rags to riches, they hit it overnight. But some people, my brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides, no, I'm not giving it to them. I'll give it to them after 10 years to cry for it. And sometimes, Allah, do we know why? Because wallahi al-azim, Allah loves you. Allah wants to keep you as a person of akhirah. And as a consolation to this, take consolation from this fact that by and large, the prophets alayhimu salatu wasalam live lives of lesser means, of poverty and abstention from the dunya. The prophets, as well as the companions of Muhammad opened the seerah of Muhammad Was there not poverty, lesser means and abstention? Allah has kept you closer to his Nabi. Because the natural result of wealth, my brothers, is that it will take you away, it will divert you. So Allah is saying, not too much is good for some of my slaves. Anyway, Coming back, my brothers, to our discussion. When it comes to our sustenance, we have to come onto the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's ask ourselves that what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's system? What does Allah want from me? For everything, we go back to the Quran and Sunnah. Everything, Quran and Sunnah. The first thing, my brothers, is that five daily salah. It is Allah's promise 
that on five daily salah you will receive your rizq. Irrespective of how much you receive, there will be barakat in it. And converse, even if we receive, my brothers, in astronomical amounts, it is bereft of barakat. That narration where Jibreel came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the last statement he mentioned, فَإِنَّهُ لَا يُدْرِكُ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا بِطَاعَتِهِ You will only achieve that which is by Allah through His obedience. Taqwa, Quran says, come back to Quran. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ Fear Allah. Allah will open the road and Allah will provide from where you cannot imagine. Just look at how Allah Ta'ala constructs the sentence. From where you cannot imagine. That sahabi is sitting and relieving himself. Allah is sending his creation with gold coins. Under, you know, it comes under the chapter of a rizq min la yuhtasab. Rizq from unimaginable sources. Rasulullah said, make istighfar. If it's not happening, my brothers, turn more to Allah. Increase our salah. Increase our obedience. My brothers, khidmat of one's parents. This is the freeway. There was one person, you know, he was trying to make money from a long time. So he used to go to one market, but he used to make, you know, some amount of money. So one day when he went to the market, he got, he, he, he reached there late. So he just got one spot, like, you know, in a very quiet place. So he said, hey, today is going to probably be the worst. But unexplainably, people were just coming and purchasing like crazy. After that, he says, you know, when I thought about it, that was the means. Allah was sending rizq in that way. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That rizq will come because of the weak. The rizq will come and the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come because of the weak amongst us. And the last thing, my brothers, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command is that we do what is within our capacity. Person works, degree, office, shop, job, whatever. But at the end of it, my brothers, Allah has decreed how much a person will receive. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a person a lesser amount, now the command of Allah is contentment. In Arabic, this is known as qana'at. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he made this dua, Allahumma j'al rizqa ali Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam akutan. Ya, me and my entire family be you know, that amount which is just sufficient. So for a person to learn contentment and after making effort, Allah decides how much a person will receive, then we make shukar to Allah. And live within those means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. It's very easy for a person to get carried away, especially nowadays with credit and so on. Live within your means, Allah will put barakat. Barakat, my brothers, is like, you know, an elastic or rubber band. This is the size. But Allah stretches it. When wrong effort to live his life in Allah's obedience, Allah keeps stretching that thing. But remember, my brothers, that there's no khair and there's no goodness whatsoever when a person uses forbidden means. Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with rizqun kareem, pure halal rizq in the economic meltdown. If things are tough, don't ever go to forbidden means. Turn more to Allah. Increase our time in the masjid. More on the musallah, more istighfar. And in this way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the doors for us. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Brothers, we have one announcement here. MashaAllah, there was a program that took place. So, uh, we had a very successful elders program for the men and the ladies. Uh, and the ladies found themselves wanting. Uh, I'm a mistake here. Okay, anyway. Nordbeat Jamaat Kana will be hosting his Sister's Day on the 17th of September, inshallah. Starting at 9 a.m. to finish by 12 p.m. Inshallah, we have various influential speakers discuss- discussing spirituality, uplifting talks, kirats and nazam, etc. So please contact Hafez Arif for more information.
the notice will be up inshallah on the notice board okay so the 17th of september inshallah what day is sunday 9 to 12 inshallah jazakumullah khair wa khair da'wana